It's our last day before the NFL Combine testing gives us some real insights as to how good guys are athletically as well as where they're going to get draft capital. So maybe our last good shot to get in all the rookies that we love here at the current ADPs. And you know what, guys? It's Zero RB Friday, a special treat here on Splash Play. Of course, I am already in a draft room here. The big board, 200K to first place in this one once again. All the free agents, all the rookies available. We're going to do the best we can to build a good team. And uh, yesterday, I went balls out to try to get literally every rookie that I like in a draft. Uh, and this didn't get all of them, unfortunately. Uh, some of the guys from the regulars in chat took a few of my tasty treats away from me, as we saw yesterday. Uh, but we persevere here on Splash Play, as always. And today, we start in the four hole uh, with about five seconds left until the draft starts. So let's keep it going. GM from the eighth spot. Even when I try to get rid of everybody, good, good. They're all still in here. Great. <laughs> Uh, but I am going to keep you guys on your toes one of these days coming up soon because I like a pure draft room. I like a draft room where I get some different people that are not in every draft I'm in. Uh, gives a different, you know, different bit of content for people watching the videos. So we'll do that you know, sometime next week to keep everybody on their toes. But for now, a lot of regulars in this draft room. So we will see that. I do not need to do that at all. <laughs> I don't. I, in fact, actively don't need to do that. Uh, pick four here. Going to be a tough one. Obviously, it would be very illogical to reach for Marvin Harrison here. Tyreek Hill versus Justin Jefferson. Nothing really changing for Miami uh, besides another year of age for Tyreek Hill. Jefferson, though, getting healthier. Has a couple good outs. Could be Kirk Cousins again. Could be a QB upgrade. Uh, I will go Jefferson here once again. I feel like I'm not getting enough Tyreek, though. So that might be a bit of a mistake. But Justin Jefferson at the four pick. I just can't argue it with a guy who we all agreed was the 101 last year. Now, because Christian McCaffrey, another year of age for him, but he's the 101 because he had a great year last year at running back. Um, this spot for me, Justin Jefferson, yeah, I just think he's probably a little bit undervalued for how injured he was last year. Yes, everybody got in. I understand. I understand. <laughs> get, yes, get my guys. MHJ at pick four, not the pick. At the, at the one two turn, perfectly fine with Marvin Harrison Jr. At pick four, hard to see him immediately stepping onto the field, uh, beating CD Lamb, beating Jamar Chase, beating Justin Jefferson. Is it possible? Yeah, but I'd rather play that probability from you know the end of the first round, middle of the second round, ideally. Uh, but it's okay. It's okay. Setting the over-under for Troy Franklin at 14.5 picks of ADP. Still taking the over. Yeah, uh, again, a room where people regularly watch Splash Play. Going to be a little more beholden to Troy Franklin. Uh, my favorite, uh, I guess my favorite receiver at cost right now in a draft, though, uh, with people taking him in the 70s in some of the rooms we've been in, and me having to take him once at a wide receiver avalanche room as well in the 70s. Troy Franklin, I would say, definitely more than appropriately priced in the 70s, where he was going before in the 100s, where he was going before in the 90s. Uh, that was looking a little bit better. Uh, I think the one thing that I've learned from my process here uh, doing these on stream is that, frankly, either I need to change up the stream timing just to get the guys I want at reasonable costs, or I do have to start doing some off-stream drafts a little bit more. Uh, probably not going to do it for the big board for BBM, though. Very likely that I'll be doing at least half my entries, I would think, off-stream for that. Yeah, Troy going to the fifth. I mean, look, it's, it's one of those things, too, where it's not just me driving up the value. I mean, in, in a room where it's my stream, I imagine probably a little bit more so. But there is a lot of positive hype for Troy Franklin, too, from other people out there. Definitely still good amount of people pushing back on him, so that kind of keeps the cost reasonable. And the ADP for, you know, or actually the actual draft capital, the real-life uh, draft capital for Troy Franklin, you know, it's probably not going to be high enough to justify his ADP being as close to Romo Dunze, you know, uh, even within range of a Malik Neighbors or a Marvin Harrison, so... I think Troy Franklin is probably appropriately priced in the 80s would be my guess. You know, maybe 90s, uh, but we'll see. I think he's still getting a first-round pick, but probably a late first-round pick. Hope Spags wins the big board with a tilted draft team. Yeah, look, I hope so too. I hope that it makes me more unique. Uh, definitely, you know, been trying to be mindful of not always drafting the guys that I like, even though in the big board, I think you are rewarded a little bit more for uh, kind of drilling home the guys that you see an advantage in that other people don't. Obviously, last year, I uh, had a lot of success in terms of the guys that we pointed out. Uh, Anthony Richardson being the big one there, getting him in the 200s, the 150s for a while was great. Uh, but, you know, that is how it goes. We got Rasheed Rice here, Josh Allen. Obviously, it's zero RB day, so... Could keep going. Oh, God, I just, Rasheed Rice. I'm going to play the outcome here that we get Brandon, Brandon Ayuk leaving San Francisco. 
Because I think you think that's something immediately that makes Debo make more sense of this price tag. Rasheed Rice, I've talked about enough on here, the low A dot, the fact that now we have MVS gone, that is very likely that any player coming in replacing an MVS role is going to be an upgrade. And if it is a Troy Franklin, if it is a Brian Thomas type of, of the rookies, even if it's a Gabe Davis, like I think you're probably getting better results than MVS. So for Rasheed Rice to me, just think that position is going to get upgraded outside of him. And uh, Rice to me, better price than the 2830. Yeah, maybe. I think long-term he gets to the 40s, but we'll see. Mix it up for me. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll see. I think Michael is a Colt Groundhogs in the 10 spot, so he went A.J. Brown and Jameer Gibbs. Hey, nice discount on Jameer Gibbs. Getting Jameer Gibbs a pick, uh, pick 15 doesn't feel that bad. Uh, probably a more appropriate price for him than always going in the first round, just because there is a legitimate question about the David Montgomery usage being there for another year, but I think Jameer Gibbs a pick 15 uh, this range to me is really good. I think this is honestly like the first round, as I've mentioned a bunch of times on here, I think the first seven running backs, all various reasons why they're pretty credible. Uh, but I think that range there, if those, if that's going to be the new second round, I'd feel pretty good about that. Um, we got Jefferson. We got Debo. As I've mentioned a bunch of times here, I think DK Metcalf is a fun player. Yeah, Malik Neighbors' price tag is not going to move because of the fact that he's not doing anything with the combine. Do I want Neighbors or Metcalf? I think Metcalf gives this one more upside. I am just a believer in this offense that we're importing. So I'm betraying the rookie thing a little bit here, but it's more important to have a good zero RB Friday than it is for me to take uh, rookies. I take a bunch here, but Malik neighbors, I would have been happy taking him at 28. I just think the DK Metcalf getting this offense imported from the university of Washington. What do they really did attack downfield? And some of that could be, you know, Michael Penix's own ability slash desire. Um, it's sometimes hard to separate what's an offensive structure versus like a quarterback's tendency and throwing deep balls from what I've seen in the past tend to, tends to be more of a QB tendency thing, uh, more than an offensive tendency thing where, you know, obviously an offense can force a QB to throw it downfield, but that natural desire to force it down is kind of a big thing. So I would say that like, you know, Gino, not a noted deep ball thrower, but obviously playing in a more conservative offense, maybe with an offensive coordinator that did see success getting the deep ball last year, maybe they do let it happen a little bit more, especially with you know the run game being there, play action being a focus that Mike McDonald, the new head coach in Seattle, has given. Um, I think DK Metcalf just going to come up a little bit naturally from when people start to hear, maybe not in the big board, but I guess over the course of the summer, I expect him to come up because I think people will start to buy in more on him being a resurgent guy, especially if you do see pieces about the new vertical offense for Seattle. Um, and they have talked about wanting to be vertical too. DK 66 catches last year and like a 1100 yards. Look at his stat. Okay. Uh, I mean, first counting stats, not a thing that I focus on a ton here, but uh, that's a good year. I, I don't know if we're are we saying that's not a good year. It's a new offense really is the main thing here. You having a large athletic man in a new offense that could be more progressive and more able to get the ball downfield is the main reasons there. And also a good shot that Lockett's not there next year. He is a free agent. Um, I don't, you know, I think it's still a 50, 50 shot that he comes back, but you got to play the outcome that you're getting here. So I think if we're drafting DK Metcalf pick 28, uh, the hope is that, you know, maybe Lockett doesn't come back. We get even more targets and an improved offense. Um, so that's the main things for me with DK Metcalf. More focused on what players project for next year, not the prior year. Agreed. It's about like, I mean, it's still fundamentally about like, hey, what did they show that last year? So if it's a guy where, you know, he was really bad last year, but it's a new situation, new coaches coming in, maybe some offensive callers or play callers that we like coming in, uh, then you give that guy a fresh shot and you go, hey, you know what? I think that this will be a new opportunity for you to be better. And that's, you could take that flyer then and maybe keep that guy with the field's exposure, maybe a little bit above if you like him a lot. But if it's a guy where like they crushed last year and now it's like, oh, wow, the situation's even better because Tyler Lockett's leaving for DK Metcalf or or for JSN, same thing. Um, and they also have a new offensive coordinator. I think you then want to really boost guys that you think were already good last year. And now the situation's getting even better. But I agree that fundamentally like what happened in the last year doesn't matter as much as like the moving parts and then where they're priced right now. But, you know, whatever. It is okay. So it's so you're saying it's a good thing. Yes, it is good. Uh, but again, it could be better. Uh, he should be, you know, based on his uh, athletic profile, based on his size, based on all of the, the physicality, um, and being also, you know, a downfield target earner. DK Metcalf should be as good as Justin Jefferson, you know, on some respects. Probably it's hard to expect him to be that good exactly, but he should be like in that range. I would say an AJ Brown too. Like all those things are in his skill set. So the fact that he hasn't gotten there yet, I think means there's probably a little bit of ceiling to be tapped, but. You know, we'll see. It could definitely be something where maybe he just doesn't have the ability to hit that level. But I think the offense has really been the big thing, uh, kind of holding him back. All right, zero zero three zero for me. 
Again, rookies, nobody here in the range that I really would want to go up and get for. Romo Dunze going to get the draft capital. And honestly, his ADP probably comes up for it. Higgins could still get traded, which would probably make him a wide receiver one somewhere. But is he better than Amari Cooper? I think he would have a better floor than Amari Cooper. Probably a lower ceiling if he did get traded. Uh, I'll take the flyer on T. Higgins. I think, just thought that the Bengals, the way that they talked about him, um, didn't make, give me the confidence they're going to keep him on the franchise tag. Or you know maybe that they feel like he wants to force his way out or may force his way out uh, despite the franchise tag. But I think there's a little more juice in T. Higgins going somewhere else. Where does he go to become a wide receiver one? I mean, the obvious availabilities, I guess, would be, you know, it would be probably New England if they didn't draft the wide receiver top three, which, you know, we'll see. does seem like New England may be valuing QB a little bit more. Um, uh, Houston being the the Nico Collins other outside receiver would be an upgrade because it does seem like Mike Evans uh, more likely to go back to Tampa Bay uh, than it would have been maybe a couple weeks ago. So I think that's another spot for T going to Houston replacing well the Chargers don't have enough money so he can't he can't go there but him replacing Keenan Allen and Mike Williams leaving um I don't know yeah this is what I thought before but the way that the personnel director was talking about it at the combine did not seem quite as locked in um he was not committed to having him on the team but that they wanted to keep like the contract cap control stuff what's the underdog deal with underdog merch why is it not available uh I mean you have to be a partner I guess and and even then still like I got some merch with me signing a new deal. Cause like, can you guys send me some merch? But they don't give like everybody like, you know, PETA, uh, PETA's like a cool, like uh Nike hoodie, I think with underdog. So even then it's like, it's still cheered for everything. So uh, you got to know somebody and you got to be also uh, high up the food chain. So start a, start a content website and then build it for another five years. And then you'll be good to go. And you'll get all your dudes, all your merch. Um, all right. Zero, zero, four, oh, I mean, we got the bet on Jefferson at this point. We might as well make one more bet on Jordan Addison. Uh, KJ Osborne, maybe not the most likely to be back there. And even still, you expect Addison to get more routes, get more opportunity this year. So Jefferson, Debo, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, Jordan Addison. We have not gotten a lot of the rookies that we love, but we have gotten a great ZRB start here. So I feel good about this one. Like the seam a lot and feel pretty good about it. The ridiculous long username people need to go to jail. Yeah, we do have two kind of overlapping here. Uh, though I think our guy Michael is, in fact, or Michael Thomas in the chat. Um, don't think he's a real Michael Thomas, but he is Colt Mont Groundhog. So you are going against the squirt squad by saying he needs to shorten his name. Even though I agree, uh, it would be nice to see maybe some sort of like letter cap on this. So the board looks normal, but not the biggest deal to me. I actually didn't even notice until, until Jason pointed it out. UD merch is exclusive for a reason per their team. Oh, there you go. It's tough because like I do think their merch is cool and you know and if you do merch well you could be like that overtime social media brand where like it was basically them them being house of highlights posting basketball highlights and then they became a brand because of people liking the overtime logo and buying it on merch and stuff and obviously you know basketball culture being what it is so you know uh, I could see it both sides but obviously they gotta do what they gotta do for their business. Morning Splashers indeed. Yes, if you want to be a part of the Squirt Squad here, be a part of the positive vibes, subscribe down below, hit the like button. I'll switch and alternate between the big and little ones here. But again, Splash button that marching out of 4K subs to 5K subs with drafts every day, Monday to Friday, 11 a.m., bringing new intel, all the research that I do, all the work that we do, of course, all the rumors and innuendos out there, talking about them every day here on stream. So please do subscribe and help us join the journey and hit that like button too. Helps us get seen by more people and helps us avoid the, the weirdos that dislike things because they got something mean said about them two weeks ago. <laughs> it's We persevere nonetheless. And also, I should quickly point out before my pick comes up, uh, big NBA slate tonight, uh, 150 max, $4 entry fee, so I will be maxing it out. And no late swap either. It is only the games going until 8 o'clock with no swapping. So stochastic, great way to get in there. Use the Sims. Of course, that's what I use for my process as well. I've been profitable in the last three 150 max, $4 slates. So you are somebody that's got enough of a bankroll. And again, it's like less of a bankroll than that $15 tournament they have on there. Rub a good splash on stochastic at 15% of all their data all their tools, including their Sim stuff, and even stuff like, um, you know, I think they have F1 data. I'm, oh, I'm sure they have F1 data. I don't think they have an F1 Sim. But NASCAR Sims, PGA Sims, a lot of great ways to get in good lineups, especially for these sports that are just a little bit less traffic. NBA, like, you know, it's hard, man. I talked about that, where I had some sick lineups the other day, still finished, you know, only top 125, uh, despite having 40% of Jaron Jackson going for 60 points. Uh, so NBA is tough, but uh, if you want to be competitive, you know, Saber Sim also is a free trial. You can check that out, but uh, Stochastic's the one that I think you know I have the most comfort with, and I feel knowing the people over there, the the work is good, and obviously the results are good there for them too. 
Coming up, Bowers might not run today. All right. Having a cap at golf would be a great conversation starter to bring in new users. Sure. Just got in. Morning Sports Squad. See, Stag's a sick start already. Yes, I, I feel like my start is, in fact, sick. And now we got, we're in a nice pocket for running backs, too, if we want to hit that. But we'll see. See what we do. What is Reish Hasu doing? Every time I see this name, I think of Raichu. The evolved Pikachu. A gentleman's Pikachu, some could say. Um, I can't pass up Brock Bowers here. I think he's a great tight end pick. Team so far, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, Jordan Addison, Brock Bowers. A pristine extreme zero RB start here. And then we'll see what we do with our next pick. Uh, some reports, by the way, a lot of national reporters uh, talk about the Falcons, I guess, from the combine, saying that the Justin Fields thing, I guess it might not be that Fields goes there, or it might be that they take J.J. McCarthy as well. But seemingly, they might want a more traditional pocket passer in Atlanta. So that was something that I thought was interesting, uh, where it was like four different reporters. Uh, and I think it might have been Hayden Winks retweeting that too yesterday. Uh, but apparently the Fields to Atlanta thing, maybe not as uh, as fully likely as it may have seemed. But this is a tough pocket of running back here. What do we do? Obviously, we've got to take one. Kamara likely to get cut from New Orleans. I don't. I think he's really fucked in the free agent class. Montgomery, I think, has the best outlay of all these guys. Ramondre can win an ambiguous backfield. I'm going to go David Montgomery. I'm going to go David Montgomery. We know what his role is. Obviously, another year of age, not great. Another year of Gibbs being better, not great. Gibbs did get meaningful red zone work in the playoffs down the stretch of the last season as well. But Montgomery, Gibbs injury would be good for him, obviously. But I think he'll still have a shot to give me 10 to 15 touchdowns. And I can live with that. Fields to Denver would be interesting. I mean, I so like one of the articles that I was, again, talking about Fields maybe not going to Atlanta uh, mentioned that Pittsburgh probably is the best fit for him with Arthur Smith in that offense. If Arthur Smith can really embrace the creativity for QB runs and then power runs off of that. And I, I guess that's true. I, I just still think that Fields is a little more juice as a passer. And, and to me, as I mentioned before with Fields going to Atlanta, part of the reason that appealed to me was that like, I think in the past, we've seen Sean McVay want to dabble in a mobile QB. The, the famous one was when Matthew Stafford was hurt a couple years ago. And then uh, I think McVay wasn't entirely sold on Stafford at that point. Obviously, you know, sold relative to the relationship and all that, but wasn't sold on him necessarily being the guy that could be the long-term answer. Um, Troy Franklin goes at 81. Of course, I, it's just, it's a fucking, it's a bit now that you guys are doing to me on stream. Um, point being though, like Sean McVay put out John Walford and wanted John Walford to be a guy that can get the ball downfield and be a little bit more mobile, get outside the pocket, run some bootlegs and all that. So I think the Rams offense has the ability slash like innate desire to want a mobile QB. But what is, you know, what do those guys themselves want to do? What does Zach Robinson want to do? I don't, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I don't like the fields Atlanta thing is dead, but if they just want a traditional pocket passer, McCarthy is a much better answer for that. And even Bo Nix would be a much better answer for that uh, than Justin Fields would be. Fields, Fields to blank. Fields going anywhere. It's tough because like, I think if you really went pen to paper and it's like, where'd all these starting jobs go? Like you got some questions, like who goes to the Raiders? I think Russ still maybe the most likely one to go to the Raiders. But even that, uh, like they could start fucking, not, not literally Jared Stidham, but a Jared Stidham type and it just wouldn't shock me. That's because the Raiders are kind of a weird team and, and, you know, an Antonio Pierce type, you win him over with your moxie, and then that's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I'd say the Raiders, you know, that's one spot that it could be a lot of different guys. New England, I feel like, could also be a lot of different guys. Like, to me, they're kind of a J.J. McCarthy-style team. Uh, Jane Daniels has been the one rumored at the three spot for a while now. I, I think it could be okay there with, you know, the new offensive coordinators coming in, with Alex Van Pelt running things, hopefully bringing some Browns principles. But, like, at a certain point, there's probably not enough QB landing spots for all these guys to get starting jobs. So somebody's probably priced out. If you really wanted to, like, for yourself to try to give yourself an angle before free agency hits in the big board, I would say just writing out, like, who do you think goes where and why? And I would say just doing that, including the rookies, including the free agents, including the guys who are going to get cut but haven't been cut yet, like Russ, where do they all go? Uh, and I think that you might find that there's a, maybe two that don't quite hit the, you know, are going to have a spot that you wouldn't project to have a spot. My over 14.5 picks out of ADP, Troy Franklin bet hit. A small one for today. Where, what even is his ADP now? Like, I have no frame of reference what his ADP is. It's, it is a wide receiver avalanche, so he had to be reached for here a little bit. But he's at a 95.8 ADP, and in this room, he went at, what, pick? Pick 81. So, yep. Wow, just bare. Great line by Jeff. Jeff set <laughs> a fantastic line. 
14 pick line hits. All right. Wow. That is some accurate bookmaking there. Get Jeff's ADP picks on probably <laughs> with that kind of accuracy. Yeah, smoosh the like. Smoosh it away. Kiss it. Do it for the implication. I actually rewatched uh, a couple of clips from that episode yesterday because I, I just wanted to engage with, with Dennis being weird with women on a boat again. I forgot how uncomfortable one scene of him uh, like <laughs> cornering the woman on a boat was <laughs> in that episode. Uncomfortable, even in hindsight. 0151 here. Obviously, need to get QBs at some point, but none of them are on the board. Eckler, I think, still gets a role somewhere. Nick Chubb, the ACL stuff we've talked about a lot here. Not my preferred uh, thing to chase. Don't mind Mostert either, but I am going to go Eckler for this one. I just think Eckler gets a role. Ability to be a pass catcher, you know, the experience he has being on mostly winning teams in the past. And I think probably a good locker room guy. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't think he's going to price himself out of roles either necessarily where I do think Saquon may. I do think Jacobs will. Uh, I, I don't think Henry will either. If I had to guess on the free agent guys that don't price themselves out, I think it's like Eckler is one of the ones that should be reasonable out as expectations, especially with how he played last year. Because he knows even more because he does like fancy football content for Yahoo's. Like he's got to be acutely aware of like, oh yeah, like I actually wasn't that good. Whereas like a Dalvin Cook, no, like Dalvin's just like, yeah, man, I ran the ball. I was getting three yards left and right. Like I just, they were blocking for two. I was getting three. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of thing that he can talk himself into because he's not doing a Yahoo fancy football show. And also hearing from people who are like, you can't get 50 yards in a game <laughs> every week. So I think Eckler's probably aware. Estimate. Oh, estimate's at the podium. Good, good. Looking like a grown ass man. We'd love to hear that. All right. Zero two five one here. Another running back could work again. Slight discount on Javante. We have taken a lot of Javante this week. Really no logical correlation to go up and get here. But I'm going to take Jane Daniels because everybody takes the players I like, and I'm just going to get a guy that I like. <laughs> so Jane Daniels, come on down. Uh, the logic for Jane Daniels, why I would value him above a Trevor Lawrence, much like last year, I would have valued AR above Trevor Lawrence, and in fact did in most draft rooms. Um, he runs, he throws the ball with high efficiency at every level of throws. As mentioned here, he's a combo analytically of Anthony Richardson in terms of the, uh, the volume of running, the efficiency of running, the avoided tackle rate running. And in passing, he throws the ball like CJ Stroud, where he is a plus EPA thrower, forces the ball downfield at a high rate with high effectiveness and also tremendous catchable ball rate. Uh, I think he's at 86% or something like that. Let me confirm that number. 85.3% catchable ball rate. 74% uh, on target rate, two of the top numbers in the class, uh, actually just behind Bo Nix, and I guess right neck and neck with J.J. McCarthy. But Jane Daniels, to me, uh, just undervalued for what he's going to be, where he's going to get taken, and I think he, fantasy-wise, should be the top QB in the draft. Like, Caleb is less likely to fail long-term, but for year one, getting on the field, Jane Daniels has no bad traits. Uh, you could say he took a few too many sacks. He wasn't AR. Uh, he wasn't Anthony Rich in that one respect. But um, the ability to force the ball downfield, the ability to add value to receivers around him, uh, he is really just the best combo of AR and Stroud. The logic for Jane Daniels is that everyone takes players who like a full round of ADP. That's sure. There was no chance that Jane Daniels would have come back to me at 117. I definitely want my wife to stay away from Estime. Let him have her. <laughs> Let him take her away and bring him, bring her up top to a thing. <laughs> Much like Donkey Kong and throw barrels down at you while you try, try to get your wife back. Audric Estimate should have whatever he pleases in the world. Jonathan Brooks, the confidence in the ACL injury recovery, driving him up exponentially. Jonathan Brooks, I still think more appropriately priced in the 140s. Um, but again, the enthusiasm for him saying he'll be ready to go in July. And as our guy Tyler pointed out before, ready to go in July could mean you're just running on the side. It doesn't mean you're actually a part of practice and he still has to win his way up a depth chart. So a good sign for his draft capital that his agent's putting out there. They'll be ready to go for July, but still going to have to dig out of a hole basically because of starting uh, with that injury, not being able to be a full go. It's to see where DK opens up best ball. If Derek Henry and Eckler are first rounders. Yeah. I mean, you got to think that DK not going to put the tender love and care into ma massaging the ADPs like underdog dig and uh, did initially. So I think that there's probably some really big inefficiencies for the first day of DK and they'll, they'll probably update fast off that. Uh, but yeah, the first day that DK opens, which it's going to be for a while because they did not do any pre-draft basketball last year. So I imagine it'll be, and I think they opened after BBM last year as well. So you got a couple months, but yeah, the second DK opens probably good to throw in a, a few lobbies. 
All right, Mike Williams goes again. Uh, possible cut candidate, uh, knee injury. I guess or is he is a free agent. Whatever. Either way, it's not likely he's going to be back in the Chargers at least on the same deal. So, uh, and obviously the ACL too. I think appropriately priced. Age two, not a great sign for uh for old Mike Williams. Um, TJ Hawkinson is still here, but I, I just don't think he's going to play meaningfully enough. Uh, Ty Chandler could benefit a little bit in ADP right now because of Alex Madison getting cut, even though it's been before. I do think they bring in another running back. Uh, Chuba Hubbard could win an ambiguous Carolina backfield. So I'm going to go his way. So we did go fairly extreme at zero RB. So we need to get some running backs in. So David Montgomery, Austin Eckler, Chuba Hubbard at running back now, along with Jane Daniels at QB, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, T Higgins, and Jordan Addison at wide receiver, and then a tight end, Brock Bowers. I like the team. There we go. Like this is shaping up. I appreciate that. Like we've had had some good drafts this week, so I feel pretty good about it. Apparently, Jay Brooks had surgery in November, assuming one to two weeks after November 11th injury, so he's live to avoid pup and likelier now to not uh, to not miss more than one to three games. So it's it's not about the missing one to three games part. It's that like he has to have enough draft capital to make it easier for him to dig out of not being full go in training camp in the first few weeks of the season. So that's the part that I worry about with him, and I don't think the ADP reflects that adequately, uh, but it is what it is. All right, so Jared Goff, David Montgomery correlation, not a thing I'm going to do. I think Charbonnet makes sense for the team. Lockett also kind of makes sense for the team if I did want to play him coming back. We need running backs more, so I'm going to take Charbonnet. Again, new coaching staff, ambiguous backfield, Charbonnet and Walker being 90 picks apart, which doesn't really make sense. Where's Walker at now? I guess Walker's coming out a little bit more reasonably, 70 picks apart, uh, but still. Even the coaching staff last year ended up gravitating towards Charbonnet for portions of, of the year. So a uh, new coaching staff, I think, could end up really liking Charbonnet. But we will see. You're one to your two leap. Seems like the Cowboys may buy in. I, the Cowboys are a logical fit for Brooks. I, I would agree, both the Texas part and also the fact that like them having likely, I don't know. I don't know how confident I am in Pollard coming back there. Do you think Dowdle being the back maybe to start the year is a possibility? Dowdle plus somebody off free agency, whoever's the cheapest out of the vets plus Brooks. But if they had like, you know, one of the Saquon, Derek Henry tier vets, even Pollard back, it wouldn't be great for Brooks either. I don't know. I just think Brooks to me going at 100 is not a good pick. I think him going at 130 to 150. I'm okay doing that. But like to me, Brooks, Jerome Ford, I'd rather have Jerome Ford, Brooks Hubbard. I'd rather have Chuba Hubbard, Brooks, Charbonnet, Roshan. I think I'd rather have those guys. Uh, Chase Brown, I'd rather have than Brooks. Like, I don't know. I think Brooks in this tier is incorrect. I think he should be like right around here. Issues more like not being able to participate in comp team or camp team drills and falling behind. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. Like, so the knee injury, you know, them saying he'll be back in July will make him get drafted more highly, you know, assuming that the medical reports, the team's analysis of his data also checks out on that front. But like he still has to earn the way in. So, you, you know, the hope is that he's ends up as a second round pick and he's basically being anointed as like the guy coming in and we're like, Oh, we're just waiting for him to go. And then when he's full go, he's going to be changing the game like that kind of thing. Uh, but if he goes like the fourth round, then it's like, all right, he's a nice to have not a need. So that's where there's a little bit of risk. I don't think he goes in the fourth round. I'm saying that's kind of a comp. Brooks is my most drafted RB and almost all my Brooks teams in the late 120s, early 130s. Happy with that. I think that's fair. Again, 105, no. 120s, 130s, sure. Agree on the 120, 140. All right, so we're we're in lockstep there. 120, 140 for Brooks. But I, yeah, Jerome Ford to me, I mean, you guys know, like I think he's one of the more undervalued guys here. Bucky Irving, uh, again, again, Colt Monk Groundhogs. Uh, guys have to take <laughs> the players that I've talked about. Well, again, we're, we learned yesterday, I have to look at the positive because it means that people are listening to me. Uh, so they love my guys. Bucky Irving, one of the guys going normally in the 150s, who have been a good part of my RB portfolio. A highest avoided tackle rate of all the rookies coming in. Very shifty, very good part of an Oregon offense where the one critique you make, you know, me liking Bucky Irving a lot, me liking Troy Franklin a lot, that offense is really efficient. Bo Nix is really efficient. Like everything ran well for Oregon. So, that's the one thing is like maybe they were sealing players in college because of how good Oregon's offense was. Um, so that's the one thing I would say. So if I were going to try to pour some water on my own love and zest for Bucky Irving and uh, and Troy Franklin. Maybe I should just like really speak the pessimistic side of things more. So you guys just don't take all my guys 20 picks of ADP. That'd be probably the <laughs> wise thing to do. 
Yes, thank you, Snowman. Snowman is the one who centered me yesterday, so it means we love you. Okay, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, Kendra Miller, another good pick to me in this range. Happy to get him. Again, New Orleans, Alvin Kamara not likely to be back. Kendra going to get a good shot, and I think showed enough in the run game and the pass game last year that could get him onto the field. Another guy, much like Chase Brown, you see Kamara get cut. You don't see another big running back coming in. Um, and I don't, the Saints can't sign anybody big, so they would have to draft somebody. And there's really not anybody big they would draft where you go, ah, oh, they could definitely replace Kendra Miller or they're going to immediately leap ahead of him. Kendra, to me, I think is going to be going 40 picks higher in BBM. So not a rookie, a year two guy, but I think in some respects, I think Tank Bigsby is still the most Kyron Williamsy in terms of not a great rookie year, very low ADP, can go somewhere. I think Kendra Miller is one where, you know, a little bit higher ADP, but he could be, he's got a better shot to be Kyron in terms of the talent, I think. I have what a tackle rate guy. Um, added value in the running pass game last year. Let me make sure actually it's EPA metrics before a pick comes up. Kendra last year. Kendra 0.44 EPA in the pass game, which is really good. Negative 0.1 EPA in the run game, which is not that great, especially for a guy not getting volume. Uh, for comp's sake, Mardi Mercado is at a negative 0.06 EPA per run. Uh, but he's going to get better, I would think. All right, so Kirk Cousins is here. It obviously does make sense with Justin Jefferson. I think I think Minnesota's going to get Cousins back, if I had to guess. Let's just do it. We got Jaden Daniels, so we have some coverage on Kirk anyway. I feel like the one flaw with my process is that every time I take Jefferson, I think I work my way back to Kirk Cousins. So that could be a flaw. Yeah, Kirk O'Chains. Um did not ever think that Kirk Cousins would have a renaissance as a marketing guy. And also, like, so beloved, uh, he and uh, he and Carson Wentz, I think, politically slash religiously, whatever, you know, uh, maybe a little bit divisive in locker rooms, Carson Wentz more so. Because Kirk is so well-liked, it's like people don't care that he's, I think, I believe, like, you know, a pretty staunch anti-vaxxer guy, very, very conservo um, in a way that, like, people hated Carson Wentz in locker rooms for. So kind of surprising to see Kirk out of this renaissance. But I like him, too. Like, I, he seems like a likable guy. Um, he does really nice things too. When he tore his Achilles or whatever his injury was, um, he was immediately still doing charity like the, that week. Like he's uh, really does seem like a good dude. I'm not Kirk Cousins PR man, but uh, been surprised at how much I think Kirk Cousins is likable, especially after people and people still do beat him up for like the prime time Kirk stuff, the shitting to bed and all that. Um, but I, I think Kirk to be viable fantasy QB has been the best thing for Justin Jefferson has been viable in big spots. Obviously, you know, the Vikings themselves overrated as a team last year in the playoffs. I don't put that at Kirk's footsteps, uh, how they played this year. thought Kirk was actually very good before he got hurt. Uh, Kirk's dad runs a mega church. Did not know that. Kamara saying like, uh, seems likely. No, no, the, all the reports were that he gets cut. At least that I've seen. Um, he's one of the more obvious cap savings I have. I mean, maybe not because they clearly were willing to keep feeding him over and over again last year, uh, despite him not having much juice, but he was like so bad last year. I don't, I don't know how they have a team and do that. Um, also, I didn't point out M Wolf, who I believe is also another regular in chat. Audric Estime, one pick before mine. So no Audric Estime for us today. Uh, I could have reached for him at 141. Might have been more logical because I could have perhaps punted Kendra back to me. Uh, but Estime goes. So no Estime in this draft. And uh, yesterday was my best shot. All the people who were like, oh, you know, you go, you lost a few rookies anyway. You couldn't get your per perfect rookie draft no matter what. Um, today, I'm so far away. <laughs> everyone took every rookie that I've touted and Stop my feet for her here on the channel. So try again Monday. We'll try again Monday. Love a QB who shops at Colts. Good bit. Good bit. Hopefully they don't have any like, uh, what was the one where Target, they got mad at Target for having LGBTQ clothing aisles. <laughs> Kirk just going through ripping shirts off and going, ah, this is an affront. <laughs> Burning a pride shirt. That'd be the one thing that makes Kirk unlikable, I suppose. Josh Palmer goes, Josh Palmer, one of the few guys under contract right now, the Chargers wide receiver core. Positive thing for him, even though, you know, he's certainly, certainly not the greatest receiver in the world, but was certainly better than Quentin Johnson was last year. And you can make the case he was better than Mike Williams for, you know, I don't know. Obviously, Mike Williams tore his ACL. <laughs> Might be a bit unfair. 2551 here. We're ready to go back at wide receiver at some point, but I don't think we have to do it yet. Jalen Polk, not a rookie. I take a lot. I think I'd prefer Mims just on the chance that somebody unseats something here in Denver. 
Denver might end up with a good QB. I'm going to go Mims because I, I also feel like this team, pretty well-floored team with Higgins, with Metcalf, with Debo, with Jefferson. So I could take some shots with just better in best ball guys. And Mims, you know, the best case scenario for him is that he does become a little more reliable week to week. But the worst case scenario is he's just the better in best ball guy. He gives me a one or two 20-point games over the course of a year. So I can live with that. Do the perceived weak RB class makes old running backs like Jones, Mixon, Kamara more like the same restructured steal, uh, deals, but who knows? We'll see. I suppose. I suppose. I mean, if you're the Saints, I, I don't know. I would be pretty comfortable with what I saw from Kendra, but that's me and not Dennis Allen, so we'll see. Uh, but I, I don't know how you keep running Kamara and just like 30 times a game. It took literally him getting you know, 25, 30 touches a game to be useful in fantasy. Then when he was down to 18 to 20, to 18 to 25, he was a disaster. And I just don't know how that's going to get better. Um, all right. C five, six, one. Do you like Keaton Mitchell here? We do need a little more running back talent, especially because I think we have early season production. Now with a lot of these guys, I'll take the flyer on Keaton Mitchell. The risks for Keaton Mitchell, again, the ACL tear are going to keep him out likely until late October, November. Uh, he's young enough to have a full recovery. Under 25 is the big part for that. But for Keaton Mitchell, the risk is also that like Baltimore brings in a Derrick Henry. Baltimore brings in a Saquon, a somebody like that, one of the free agent backs, a Josh Jacobs. Oh, they've been linked to a lot. And then Keaton Mitchell comes back and doesn't really have a role. And they still have Justice Hill there as well. So like he could, I guess, keep Keaton Mitchell at bay if he has a good start too. Um, but I think if it were like Justice Hill and a shitty running back, Keaton Mitchell will be okay. If it's Justice Hill and Derrick Henry, I think Keaton Mitchell might have a hard time. Uh, 42 picks after ADP on a stream draft. That's crazy. We I mean, Keaton Mitchell, the ACL tear is, is a serious thing. In that risk, again, of them just having somebody who comes in and actually consolidates the backfield for once. Uh, you know, but there's there's the Gus role still available. There's the you know, the Keaton vacated role that kind of went to Justice Hill available. So the hope is just that Keaton can be full go and get back in there. And him at after pick 170, I just don't think it's that bad. I'd rather take a flyer on Keaton Mitchell than Jalen Wright, personally. Profiles is a smaller change of pace back. Just got hurt. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think for Keaton Mitchell, he was, I mean, as I mentioned before, he was the most efficient running back in football. Obviously, didn't have the most uh, volume of touches, so it's hard to, like, fully grade him there. But, you know, 0.34 EPA per rush from last year is a very good number. Also, 0.12 EPA per pass. Uh, they gave him the ball pretty aggressively when he was on the field, too. Uh, 50% intended touch rates, basically, when he was playing a snap. Give him the ball half the time. So, like, they really, and then they said, too, they were like, oh, we're going to give him the ball more, and they gave him the ball more. Uh, so, Keaton Mitchell, you know, uh, on this kind of team, he works on a team where, like, you're desperate for anybody who's going to be able to produce from week one. Uh, probably less of a, a spot you want to take him. Uh, J.K. Dobbins saw the Fantasy Life newsletter today. He's uh, running again. Uh, had a clip of himself doing a 40-yard dash, it looked like, or maybe not 40, but dashing on his Achilles injury. So his recovery is there. Uh, five and a half months out is what he said on his post, I guess, from the surgery. I don't know. I guess that would be five and a half months from the injury. Boy, that's crazy that football season, that his injury was five and a half months ago. Because, like, that feels like an eternity because it was week one of NFL season. But, yeah, he's back. You know, the recovery from Achilles injuries is not great historically. I actually believe there has not been a single running back that's recovered from uh, two Achilles injuries in the past. So Dobbins would have to be overcoming something in a really special way. But you can make that bet. Got the 69 likes, the spags may show net many are saying. I mean, I can't promise that, but you don't know unless you try. So please, yeah, hit that like button here. Reliably, we get to that, that view count or that like count or more over the course of the video, but usually not while live. But appreciate your likes uh, while you're watching live because, uh, again, it helps this video get seen by more people. And that's the goal here. So I can, again, get more revenue in here, hopefully make some more additions, especially for production stuff. Uh, but, you know, building the channel up would be a good thing for everything here content-wise. So subscribe, hit that like button, leave a comment if you're watching after the fact as well. Pick coming up. Tennessee at the combine talking about wanting to get the ball downfield. So interesting pick here, potentially at wide receiver. And we're going to take that interesting pick. Traylon Burks, uh, obviously do think there's a shot. Tennessee could upgrade at wide receiver. Traylon Burks has been bad for two straight years. But how much of that is on him? How much of that is on Tennessee? I tend to think a little bit more on Tennessee than on him. Uh, Traylon coming out of college is one of the best receivers in terms of facing press coverage at the line, which is one of the things that does port over well to NFL production, though. In that class, he and Jamison Williams actually were the top. I think it was actually it was those two and Drake London. And Drake, I think, has shown that he's like a good pro receiver. Uh, Traylon Burks and Jamison Williams, not so much yet. 
And Burks last year, negative 0.07 EPA per target is not good, uh, but it is still that offense for Tennessee. So I think he can get better, and year two to year three is his last shot to do it. So I'm pretty cool taking Traylon Burks at 189. I believe, yeah, Dobbins had two Achilles injuries, I believe. Is that not the thing? I mean, Achilles injuries in general are hard to re recover from, but I'm pretty sure the one that he had last year was number two. Um, Gino, Gino would make sense. The DK Metcalf bet Gino is coming back. Do you need a tight end though? Hunter Henry has a lot of favorable free agent outcomes. We're going to take Hunter Henry here just to give me somebody else besides Brock Bowers team so far. Okay. All right, Adam, whatever. Still coming back from an Achilles. Not good. Is that enough, Adam? <laughs> Sorry for the lack of injury of injury accuracy on JK Dobbins lower body. Anyway, Jane Daniels, Kirk Cousins, David Montgomery, Austin Eckler, Chuba Hubbard, Zach Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, Keaton Mitchell, a running back, wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, Jordan Addison, Marvin Mims, Traylon Burks at tight end, Brock Bowers, Hunter Henry. I like the team. Uh, the team, I like yesterday's better, even though it was a lot more speculative. This one, though, I think a little more grounded in reality. Gives me some upside. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really help, to be clear. It's just a correction. <laughs> it's okay. It doesn't help, though. The point, the main point of J.K. Dobbs, it's very hard to recover from multiple lower body injuries this, at this point in his career. That's the main point. We're not doing, this isn't the medical show where I'm here wearing a robe and pointing things and going, oh, here, the anterior cruciate ligament. That's, so no, just the point is a lot of injuries. But yes, you're correct. You win the correct crown. Actually, I don't even know if you're correct. You're just saying it. So, but I assume you're correct. J.K. Dobbins' lower body's been through a meat grinder. That's the main thesis, really. J.J. McCarthy goes pick 201. Daniel Jones goes pick 202. I know a lot of people think that the Giants may move, uh, move on from him. Really hard for them to move on from Daniel Jones. So I still think that's one of the worst ADPs here for a guy that might play in week one. Daniel Jones, 202. You can really take QBs anywhere. As long as you're able to tell yourself a story, talk yourself into something, there is no bad pocket at QB. I've taken Bryce Young a lot on stream, as you guys have seen. I hated Bryce Young uh, last year, but you know this year, going this late, with one of the best offensive coaches who just saved Baker Mayfield's career last year. I think for Bryce Young, uh, I really feel like for him, he's, you can make a case. Uh, you can definitely make a case for Deshaun as we made here before he goes pick 173 today. Uh, he's going to the one fifties usually, but there's a Sean there. JJ McCarthy more likely to get top 10 draft capital than people realize. Uh, so lots of good outs at this point. And I guess I just have to take Gino at this point, because he is going to be the Seattle starter most likely barring some weird outcome. So let's take Gino here with our first pick. Could have punted him around one more time, but why do that? Don't think there's a lot of weeks where Jane Daniels is going to lose to Kirk and Gino, but maybe the crush of having two of them increases the probability of getting a non-QB score from somebody who isn't Jane Daniels. <laughs> Dr. Spag, especially his OBGYN. It's actually prostates. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched Kirby Enthusiasm this week, but I won't spoil it, but a very funny prostate-related bit on Kirby Enthusiasm this week. Only a few episodes left. Get in there. And rest in peace to Richard Lewis, who, frankly, a notice respect to somebody who just passed away, has looked like he's been dead for, I think, the last five seasons of Kirby Enthusiasm, but uh, seemed like a lovely guy uh, and very funny guy, obviously, on the show, so sad to, sad to see that gone. All right, 3672 here. Really not the most exciting pockets that we're hitting. Uh, Alexander Madison officially going to be released by the Vikings. That is one thing that not a surprise at all, but something to keep in mind. Really just nothing. Nothing I like at all here. Just going to take a fourth QB. Take another shot at Javon Baker, I guess. Not a player that excites me very much, but he is here. Pro uh, well, should have made a different pick, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get around the turn. But Javon Baker added to the team. I'll give the team a read. Jane Daniels, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, a QB. Geno, 40 picks after ADP. Uh, nobody wanted to take him, I guess, with JSN or Tyler Lockett. Uh, but Jane Daniels, Kirk, and Geno do like the discounts. We got a QB after reaching for Jane Daniels. Uh, David Montgomery, Austin Eckler, Chuba Hubbard, Zach Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, Keaton Mitchell, 
think we needed one more running back here, but we could survive with six. Uh, seven would make me feel more comfortable in a ZRB build. And it is, of course, ZRB Friday. Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, Jordan Addison, Marvin Mims, Traylon Burks, and Javon Baker. Spike week guys late, I think, is a good thing here with this team. Jordan Addison, also kind of a spike week guy, though. I do think the floor gets better with one more year of experience for him. And Brock Bowers and Hunter Henry at tight end. So we could use one more running back. We could use one more tight end. Neither, you know, having one less of either of those doesn't really kill us. We ever do two QB spags? I I do. I mean, I don't have an issue with it. It's just like the draft capital's got to be a little bit higher, I think. Uh, where with you know, taking Gino, taking Kirk here. I think if I had taken another QB in the 80 to 100 range and felt good about them, probably would be okay with them and Jane Daniels as a two QB build. But it also just depends. Like if I have, you know, DK Metcalf there, I want DK Metcalf to take Gino along for the ride here and there. I want, you know, Justin Jefferson to take Kirk Cousins along for the ride. And Jane Daniels, I think, is going to give me the week-to-week floor and ceiling. So, uh, and obviously Jane Daniels too, because I believe he will bring some CJ Stroud value to his receivers. Uh, would like to stack him up later in drafts, but for this one, just took him where he is. I mean, bald doctor, because I know ball and I know ball. So I'm a sactologist. I don't believe that's the medical term. I don't think that's, I'm a sact, sactologist and sacrilegious coming on our new morning show. <laughs> it's funny because like sacrilegious, obviously, you know, coming up with that because of the word sacrilegious. And then also because, you know, football sack, but like in terms of like guys, like sacrilegious sounds like somebody that would be on like, a football morning show, like the sports junkies morning show where they do some vaguely Howard Sterny stuff. So this is what I would, I should have done. I should have punted Javon Baker or just taken somebody else and taken Ben Sinnott as my tight end three, because in a, in a splash play draft, Ben Sinnott goes every fucking time. And right before my last pick or my second to last pick or my third to last pick, uh, because this is the joy, but again, her on river rats listens to me. So that's where we're, we're crushing it in terms of being heard. I'm crushing it. In terms of getting rookies that I think is good, uh, then I, I don't get that. <laughs> that part, I don't get. Unbelievable. Check out that one spot. No, but I'm sure it's great. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't really know. Like, it's not, it doesn't add a lot of value to like a one person team, but you got Rasheed Rice, you got Mahomes at a little bit of a discount, McCaffrey. Oh, Love and Watson. I like that. It's okay. I, mean, I don't know. Chubb at a little bit of a value. I do like that. Hawkinson at a value, but he's not going to be playing for us the year. You need a third tight end, bro. As there's your team review because M4Life is a paying member. You need a third tight end. You shouldn't. And taking two tight ends from Green Bay is a little bit nuts too. But yeah, like Hawkinson's going to be gone at least two months of the season, if not more. Um, get a third tight end. I would take Revan Jordan or somebody late. Um, or a fourth tight end, I guess for you, so, uh, three, six, eight, two. Um, actually you might not be able to take Revan Jordan. Cause I think I'm going to take him here, <laughs> but, uh, Revan Jordan would look okay. Does Ezekiel Elliott get a job somewhere? Kind of feel like he does. Uh, I'm taking Revan Jordan. Just think the team, but he's one more tight end. Hunter Henry Brock Bauer is fine, but. Frankly, I think one more tight end does more for us than one more running back. So the team so far, Jaden Daniels, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, David Montgomery, Austin Eckler, Chuba Hubbard, Zach Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, Keaton Mitchell, wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, Jordan Addison, Marvin Mims, uh, Traylon Burks, Javon Baker, tight end, Brock Bowers, Hunter Henry, Brevin Jordan. Recover that tight end. That is the team here. Picks are made. Everything is in. So let's do the, the reading of names and all stuff here. But first, Underdog, promo code Splash on there. Double your deposit to 100 bucks. Get into the big board now. Do some drafts today. Because the combine is going to move stuff around. If a Troy Franklin runs a 4-3 tomorrow, it's every room is going to be like the rooms that I do uh, where everybody's trying to take Troy Franklin left and right. So keep that in mind here. Uh, if you have players you like, get them today because they might spike a lot um, after this weekend and the combine results being out there. People's RES scores being tweeted nonstop. Uh, Stochastic, I'm playing NBA today. You should too if you have the bankroll and enjoy it. Uh, the Sims tools on there. Save 15% with the promo code, so, uh, promo code Splash on Stochastic. And again, great tools, great data as well. You can get both of them with that 15% off. Also, other Sim products, anything you want in Stochastic, 15% off with the promo code Splash. Probably is my baby. Uh, that's what you should be building your bankroll with. Uh, probably also made some updates today that are very cool. And actually... 
you know what? Let me real fast. I, I don't normally do the, the probably shilling this hard, but I want to show you guys probably because we did make some cool improvements on the back end or actually the front end rather and the back end. Uh, it is both. But basically now you can sort by probably score here. So profitability. So if you only want bets that were, let's say, above a four probably score and you know if you wanted to sort by probability as well, um, I could make this look better. Hold on. There we, here we go. Uh, now the fucking ad's in the way. Uh, but yeah, there you go. So basically here, you now see that we're getting only probably scores above five, which probably score basic ROI calculation, basic expected value calculation, uh, like uses the data from the winning of sports books around the world to properly price bets. Uh, but this basically gives you a little more customization, a little bit of power. And again, if you only wanted to take bets where it's like, I only want the most sure thing bets, you now take only bets above 60% probabilities and sort by that. If you wanted to, for underdog bill to pick them, you could only take bets above, let's say a 54% probability. And I'm, I'm pulling in bets from everything here. Um, but basically what it'll give you then, and it takes a minute because we're pulling everything to database because I'm under all right now. It'll give you every bet above that probability. So if you're building a pick em slip on underdog or one on prize picks, you want to have a 54.9% probability per leg or you know expected probability per leg to give yourself a shot at being plus EV over time. So this is now part of the paid package on probably. We're going to do more to make it friendlier for the, the underdog pick ems and the, uh, uh, the prize picks out there. But for right now is the best we could do with it. So a uh, big improvement, really big improvement to give you more customization and ability to just get like, the best, best bets if you want. So check it out at probably.com um, and use promo code SPLASH on there to get 50% off or get a seven-day free trial on the App Store. I think that's in the pin chat and I'll leave it in the pin comments as well. Reading of names is going to be a tough one, guys. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one. Of course, you too can get your name on this list, $4.99 a month down below. Get my access, my team reviews and all of that, as well as data that I give. Uh, Spags rankings coming up after the combine. Give me a couple weeks to get my, my blurbs and shit done. Uh, some more content as well. Premium drafts. We're going to be doing it all here in the next few months. Uh, just getting our footing going. But these people have contributed to the show, so thank you for helping me do it. Robert Griffith III, Historical Anomalies, Matthew Emerson, Tyler, CLN, Mathology, Rupesh, Willis is Awesome, Ivan, Rodby Thrive, Robin Port, Tony Mark, aka Mark, aka Io, Rob Van Natten, Brandon Wagner, Consigliere, Aaron D, Nez, Jake Twitchell, fucking Alpha, Mr. Mr. Simi Telesco, I'm the KY, Kevin Castro, Eric Jones, Dylan Ladenhauser, Ladder Rouse, Brad Type KG, Eric Swift, Lunchable Connoisseur, Short Game TV, uh, Carlos Manson, Mr. Shadow Dog, Chuck, Chuck Deuce. Damn it, it's really fucked me up on that one, Chunk. Felix Castro, Al Paul, Jay Stress, Green Checkmark, Mr. TD, Spurgus News, Gabe Davis, Effect MD, Comic God, Christopher LeClerc, Bindles, Frank Evans, Nolan, Jonathan W, Thomas Schultz, Laces Out, Ocean. Uh, Avi, oh, whoa, whoa, I can't see your name because of the stream yard. Body bag, Avi, oh, whoa, 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 <laughs> Ave one, sorry, Ave one. Body bag Jones, Ben Havard, Kent Lewis, Dale Backus, who's your Devo? Uh, Christopher, Douglas Shirk, Michael Zimmerman, best ball moderate, crypto pooper, golf course guy, Kyler Remillard, 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 Benjamin May, Rozzy at DLB, and M for Life J. You've all helped me put on the show this week. And even if you took draft picks away from me, I still love you, still appreciate you. Uh, one last call to subscribe. Hit that. Follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. Back for more on Monday. Drafts Monday to Friday. Of course, lots of combine thoughts to talk about as well. I'll be paying attention all weekend long to make sure to give you guys the download on Monday. So come back for that one then. I'll see you guys for it. Enjoy your weekends. And uh, here's a new egg. And of course, good luck. It's a new egg. Mm -hmm.